0: Ah, there it is. Good morning, everyone. So good to see you. So good to be seen, yes. What a wonderful morning we've had so far. What a, you know, they talk about the Great Reset. I'm not going there, but this is the Great Reset. This is where we begin again, so to speak, when we uh, remember the Lord. And um, this morning, of course, we... uh, we remembered the Lord with the Lord's Supper. And I want to encourage you, if you can make it to that, the, the, it starts at 9.30, um, you will be blessed. It's a wonderful time of, of, of reflection and remembrance and joy and thanksgiving. And uh, we are especially thankful today. i, I just, uh, one more note. I remember someone I was talking to on the street and they said, what has God ever done for you? And I mean, that kind of blew me away. And so I just basically, I said everything Because we have so much to be thankful for, Uh, I mean, I could start listing them off, uh, even in alphabetical order, but it is really staggering when you think about the the, the riches we have in Christ, the the, the gift uh, of, of everlasting life. And if you're here today and you don't know the Lord Jesus, if you've not been born again, um... Please listen closely, because this is important. This is your soul. And we're gonna talk about a a few different things. uh, And I pray that this will be a a blessing and an encouragement to us as believers. Um, So let's begin with uh, just a prayer. Father in heaven, thank you for your word. It is divine, it is perfect. May we learn and apply properly what you desire to show us in this brief moment of time. This time echoes into eternity, Lord, and may we be strengthened, encouraged, and comforted by your Spirit, and may the Lord Jesus be given great honor through the preaching of your word. Amen. Okay, so I've entitled this message, Think on These Things, and it does come from a scripture, which I'll I'll put up in a little bit. Um, I saw a very strange sight yesterday, it was a burning bush. And as I looked at it, I noticed that it was not consumed. I thought, I will take a closer look. And as I approached it, I thought I heard a voice say, Hey, get off my lawn. But I took a picture for you to see this marvel. There it is. It's called, it's called the burning bush. I could give you the Latin, but why? And uh, it's spectacular. They're, they're quite spectacular, especially in the fall. Um, uh, we see them just come into this brilliant crimson, and hence the common name, of course, burning bush. And it signals that fall is here, winter is near, no spring or summer till next year, oh dear. But uh, that shrub, it announces that winter is approaching, and when we get to winter, we all begin to look forward to spring. And in the spring, we just, unless you're a snowboarder or something, and in the spring, when we, uh, we just want to forget about the cold and dark days and nights of winter and focus on what lies ahead. So this message today revolves around two key scriptures that will, Lord willing, be beneficial to us as believers and encourage and comfort us as we interpret reality through the word of God. That's the wrong one. That's the right one. Philippians 3.13 says, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. In other words, Paul is saying, I haven't achieved this yet, or I haven't arrived at this state just yet, but this is how I'm getting there. I forget those things which are behind. And it's a heartbreaker. On the street, we meet many people uh, They're they broken over their sin they they see no solution to it, but even we as believers, a lot of the times, man, it just it dogs us the things that we should be leaving behind it, you know Christians and it is sad we can become the victims of past hurts or sins or regrets, and sadly and and unnecessarily we can drag this line of thinking through our our days and our lives. It, it really is like a body of death that Paul in the book of Romans spoke on. And he asked the question, who will release me from this body of death? And the answer is, as we, as, as believers, we know it's Jesus because we have been set free. We are free. And sometimes, you know, we have to think on these things. I know it's a little bit uh, uh, early to be speaking of the title so much, but the thing is that these things are precious to us and we're going to get lost in the mix like the world does. The world, they want to interpret reality through their own lens. They want to interpret reality and they make no sense of it. The things that, uh, uh, talking with many people over the years, they're just trying to cobble something together to figure out what's going on. Uh, And a lot of times, because they have no solution, they have no answer, they, 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 they look for a way to cope. And we as believers, a lot of the times, um, our, our chief resource, uh, the word of God, we have to go back to it. We have to think on those things. We have to remember those things. Um, our righteousness, the body of burden that we carry, uh, past regrets is an example, it can kill our joy and hope and leave us in bondage to despair and render us ineffective in our present lives where worries and concerns of the world that Jesus spoke of, those things that choke the word, and we can be rendered unfruitful, prevents us from being a blessing to family or at work or fellowship or even our outreach to the lost. A lot of people that we meet on the street, uh, believers, come out and for one thing or another, they... they some besetting sin, whatever it may be, uh, they can't continue in that work because their hearts are so burdened and they feel like they're hypocrites. And of course the devil stomps all over them too, right? He wants to convince, especially if you're a new believer. Heartbreaking thing, um, uh, um, a fellow brother in the Lord last week said that one of his friends is struggling with his salvation He's struggling. It's like, am I saved? Am I still saved? You know, and that a lot of times can be solved with, with good doctrine. Reading the word of God. Remembering who we are in Christ. That he's got us. He's got this. He's, he's secured our salvation. And that's what we remember every time we come, right? Every Sunday. It's a, it's a wonderful thing to, to comprehend and to understand and to think on. It can poison the very freedom in Christ we have. We should be rejoicing in the Lord. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it, right? Um, You know, we're eyewitnesses right now in this world to many things. Worldwide, things that are moving the prophetic clock even closer to the 70th week, where the great tribulation will occur, that would make for a fascinating study alone um, as the God prepares the world for the return of the king. Our King, Jesus. We sang a song about the King, our King Jesus. He's our King. And when we remember that, and who we serve, and who saved us, and who left his place in heaven to dwell with us, even 2,000 years ago, it resonates through all time. Prior to his incarnation, that was spoken of right from the very beginning in the Garden of Eden, And wonderfully, it's still being spoken of. And for eternity, what do you think we're going to be talking about in heaven? We're going to be talking about him. We're going to be looking at him. And that's wonderful. Um, So, we should, of course, care about the people of the world, in the world, uh, of the world, and be concerned for them regarding where they will spend eternity. And I'll address that again in a bit. Okay, so back to our being ineffective because we don't, Forget the past, failures, sins. This is why doctrine, thinking properly, biblically, thinking about even the smallest or greatest of issues in our lives, like our salvation, it's so important. It's so important that we remember and we reflect on the truth so that we're not constantly dogged by the doubts and the fears and the things that come because we are human. We are in the flesh, but we have a new nature, right? We have a new nature that uh, it it, um, constantly As I'm going to read a scripture here. It talks about this. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other, so you're not free to carry out your good intentions. However, in Galatians 5:25 says, since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. And that occurs when we read and study and apply the word of God by the Holy Spirit's leading in our lives. The world, the flesh and the devil, that's why we struggle. We have a real enemy of our souls, the devil and his devices or schemes. He is a deceiver. We have our fallen natures that war against our spiritual nature, as the scriptures just spoke on, and our own sinful flesh. So, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, what kind of things that lie ahead are we looking forward to? Anyone? It's not a trick question. As Eve says many times. OK, I'll go first. Our home in heaven? Yes. Looking forward to that. Anybody else? Shout out. An incorruptible body. Amen. Incorruptible body. Seeing our Savior face to face. No more death. No more, death. No more, tears. No more cheers. Being with Amen. Amen. That's wonderful. Forever we will be with the one who died for me and you. Peace. How about the marriage supper of the lamb? The ultimate happy meal. That was wonderful, wasn't it last week? Wasn't that great to, to, to be able to to come together like that once again? It's so it's refreshing and it's we need that. We need we're so God has created us to be in fellowship with one another and uh, in heaven, something else we get to look forward to. Why do we sometimes just think on these things and then we kind of forget it when we can just stay there. we We can actually stay in that state of thinking. We're going to be with the Lord. Yeah, I know it's different if you've got a broken leg and you're thinking. We're going to be with the Lord as your, you know, your leg is hurting you. But one day, we're going to have new bodies, no pain, no aches. So that should maybe even cause us even more so <laughs> if we have aches and pains to look forward to that. And maybe that, maybe that's part of the wonderful thing about, you know, understanding, looking at life through the Word of God, that we can, we can deal with some of these things. We can deal with pain, we can deal with cancer, we can deal with all these um, things that many of us are, are going through or will go through. Believers all over the world are going through things, some of them unspeakable, terrible persecutions, and there's terrible things to come, as we know. Uh, and those things must happen, as Jesus said. These war, rumors of wars, wars, these things are gonna happen. Because of the fallen nature, because of mankind wanting to usurp the authority that God has given to this world, uh, He wants to destroy the family, He wants to destroy the parental um, um, authority, uh, the church. Behind all of those things, even government authority, all of those things, behind the whole scene, God is working, He's preparing. We need to stay in that place, folks. It was wonderful this morning. He said, do this in remembrance of me, and you know, his commandments are not burdensome. It, it is a blessing. Nope, wrong one. No, I broke it. <laughs> no, where's the Hebrews one? Oh, there it was. Okay. Therefore, Hebrews 12, one, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. It is a race. It, 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 it's a marathon. It, it's not a rat race. Unless, of course, you're down by the old library on Friday nights at 730 Rats literally racing around. It's quite magical, actually. Yeah. Are you there yet? Paul wasn't there yet. Have you maxed out your sanctification? No, God is not done with us yet, folks. Nope, you're like the rest of Christendom. God, our Father in heaven, he's going to ter- determine that perfect and good gift that comes down from him, the Father of Lights. a lot of times that we want to do a gift exchange, right? We don't want what he gives us a lot of the times. Because sometimes they're hard things, right? But they're tailored just for us. And they're meant to make us look up, to look to him, think on his word. And that's where we're going to find our strength. But unless we're immersed in the world, or in the word, the world we'll take our cues from the world. And that's why it's so important for us to maybe lay aside some of those things that so easily ensnare us. You know, social media. If you think about social media, you you can spend a lot of time on things like that, right? And I want to encourage you, and and Ime has encouraged me uh, when I thought about this, uh, you know, just putting aside, you know, a lot of the news and things like that. It's good to be informed, true. But we don't have to spend hours and hours on the news. You know, that time we can spend in the Word of God with our families, doing these things that are holy, righteous, and just and good for us. God our Father in heaven will determine the next days, weeks, moments of our lives. And if life isn't going so well, isn't it true that at times our satisfaction or dissatisfaction stems from looking at others? Or when our hopes or goals are dashed? If only I had this job or that. If only I had done so and so. And so we become weighed down with the past regrets or the never-ending plague of if only. If only I had done this. If only I hadn't done this. I wouldn't be in this situation. Have you ever thought about the chain of events that occurred to bring you to the exact spot you are at in your life today, how God has orchestrated these things, even amongst the the bad decisions we've made in our lives, maybe the best intentions that we've had that, you know, went awry, so to speak. But God permits these things. He's sovereign. He's in control. We have to remember those things. So the next time someone hits your car or backs into you or whatever, it's no big deal. Even the big things, like, those things seem like, but people fret, right? We fret, and we have to remember that, that He is in control. And a lot of the times, He brings these situa- situations into our lives to grow us. I mean, how, how do you get patience? Waiting, enduring. That's how you get patience. So the next time you ask for patience, you know, be ready. Has anybody here ever heard of a speed governor? A speed limiter? Yeah? Yeah? Okay. David, I thought that might be you. Okay, its purpose is to regulate the speed of something, like the speed of a vehicle or a machine like a Ferris wheel. Many times people go to bypass the limiter to go faster, like an electric skateboard. uh, Really? Do you need to go? Yeah, no, I want to go faster. Or a go-kart so I can really go because those things are there for our protection, right? There for our safety. And people have a God-given built-in sin limiter called the conscience, and people will bypass the conscience so they can sin with reckless abandon. The conscience becomes seared by repeatedly branding that moral sensitivity, instead of hearing the word of God and allowing the gospel to ultimately govern their thoughts and actions. It's a subtle trap of the enemy. Try and leave us in a state of regret, rob us of the victory Jesus won for us, the lie that we as Christians aren't free of the condemnation of our sins of the past, present, or future. Jesus said it is finished. He has secured our salvation. He has disarmed principalities and powers. We are free in him and we can and must walk in that truth or we will, we will be ineffective in our witnessing to the lost or enjoying our new life in Christ that trickles down to our families, our jobs, our relationships. It begins at the cross. We as believers must be entrenched in the word of God so our minds will be transformed and we will interpret reality said earlier through the word of God. That's how we navigate through this life. By the words and example of the captain of our souls. Ask God to give you a renewed hope and to restore a clean heart in you just as David did. If you're a believer and you're struggling with these things, doubts, all these things, the Bible also talks about have compassion on those who are doubting, dealing with things that, you know, "Ah, where's God in all of this? That's why we're here. That's why we're all together collectively because we we have a common interest, and of course it's fo- our focus is the Lord Jesus. But he, he has left us with so many wonderful things, family, friends, our church family, brothers and sisters in the Lord. Our own flesh and blood, if they don't know the Lord, are not as close as we are, even though we may not be related biologically per se. But we all kind of relate biologically, right? Through Noah, etc. But you know what I mean. Don't leave your life to chance. Read the word of God. Meditate on it. Pray. These days are evil, folks. These days are hard. And if the world, if we as believers struggle, imagine the world, imagine those that are in the world. I know many people, uh, family members, they don't know the Lord Jesus. And if you today do not know the Lord Jesus, if you don't know the Lord Jesus, then you have no hope. You will stand before God one day. He's going to judge you right down to your thoughts. And you need somebody to tell you, to plead with you, that there is a way. There's only one way. It's Jesus. Jesus Christ. The sinless, spotless Lamb of God who came into the world to save sinners. All of us will echo through eternity, praising the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive all the glory, honor, and praise. He is worthy. He's worthy of that message, brothers and sisters. He's worthy of you reaching out to the lost. He's worthy. When you leave, I'm gonna challenge you a little bit. When you leave, there's gospel tracts down at the front there. Just take one, just take one, and just give it to someone. Say, here, this is for you. What is it? It's good news. We say that all the time on the street. I want good news, and if they don't want good news, Then you give it to the next fellow or the next woman, whoever. They need it. It's life. I mentioned before, I was a new believer and I saw a sign that said, Jesus uh, saves, Jesus heals, Jesus delivers. I go, how? How? (laughs) How does he save? It's by grace not by works. It's, it's a free gift. And that's, that's a mind blower. He, he saves us by grace. We can't do anything to earn it. We can't do anything to maintain it. Our grace, it's free. It's not works. And so many of us, I know we're trying just to get along through this world. We're just trying to hang on until the rapture, like maybe, maybe now. You know, we all want it except before dinner. You know, but but then there's the marriage supper of the lamb, so that's good too. Uh, But you know, we have such a hope. We have such a wonderful blessing in knowing that our our (laughs) Christian's got that shirt. What does it say, Christian? Your 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 hoodie. This is not my home. I'm just here recruiting. Heaven is my home. Heaven is my home. But I'm just here recruiting. Is that right? Yeah, I think that's great. This is not our home. I mean, it's, it's really nice, you know, when you look at all the good things that God has given us that we're thankful for, of course. It is good, it just gets better for us folks. But if you're not a believer, it's gonna only get worse for you because you'll stand before God, you'll be judged for every lie, every wicked thought you've ever had, every time you've used God's name in vain. And you'll be punished. You'll be sent to hell forever. And you don't have to go there. We tell people on the street all the time, it doesn't matter who you are or what you've done, there's forgiveness. There's mercy and grace. Think on these things, folks. Finally, brethren, I'm just going to read it. Whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Amen. Let's pray. Father, once again, we thank you for your word, your your wonderful promises, our hope, our redeemer, our everlasting joy. And so, Father, help us to keep thinking on these things, to remember the truth that you so graciously have given to us, your dear Son. And those, Father in heaven, that don't know you, Lord, burden their heart. Give them grief. Let them grieve over their sin. Let them come to you, Father in heaven, and that they can find forgiveness and everlasting life. And they can as well rejoice in knowing that you are God and Jesus Christ, your Son. Amen.